This episode of Hookup Horror Stories is brought to you by the Moan app. Moan, M-O-N, is a first and only live social audio app for the sex-positive community. Drop into a room and hear live conversations about topics like LGBTQ plus issues, kink, and polyamory, with discussions led by sexologists, doctors, and cultural experts, and everyday enthusiasts. Or initiate your own conversations and discuss your favorite topics around sex in a judgment-free, tolerant, and anonymous forum. You can also join hashtag Stories Rooms and live tapings of this very show, where we will discuss various subjects, play games, and tell stories with other moaners. Download the Moan app, that's M-O-N, on the App Store and Google Play now. See you there. A week-long search for an Oregon uh, in Oregon for a suspect who had kidnapped and beat a woman unconsciously and used dating apps while on the run to potentially target more victims has ended. Benjamin Obadiah Foster was wanted in connection with a January 24th kidnapping, and the manhunt culminated with the suspect in custody after a long standoff. It ended with the suspect dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police said that in the days Foster was at large, he, was, he had been using online dating apps to contact individuals to assist him with his escape or, quote, potentially as additional victims. But the slide in our pussy is a homicide. It's a homicide. But the slide in our pussy is a Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm your resident sexual deviant, Demi Wild. Thank you for joining me on Moan. Today we'll be discussing the latest hot headlines, bringing up a moaner for a horror story hot seat. Also, we'll be playing a group game of Red Flags. Stick around, we're going to have a lot of fun. Just bear in mind, a couple of ground rules before we get started. This is a safe space, so please be kind to everyone. Get engaged by raising your hand to speak, sound off in the comments, and just kindly stay on topic as well. And again, this is a recorded podcast, so kindly mute yourself if you are not speaking and eliminate any background noise. Um, without any further ado, I have a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, this is the final episode of season two. I am currently scheduling interviews for season three. So if you guys would like to come up on, uh, on the show and share your own hookup horror stories when we talk about what you do, if you're in the kink world, if you're in the, in the sex world, I'd love to talk to you, have a little one-on-one episode with me. Um, please just reach out to me on my website, DemetriWild.com. You can DM me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you, you can find me. Um, another thing, I just got back from vacation, so sorry this is a little bit late, but um, I'm going on another vacation next week. But it's a bit of a working vacation. I'm going to be at Podcast Movement and uh, Evolutions in Las Vegas. So if you guys are in Las Vegas, maybe come hang out, maybe grab a drink. I'd love to see you guys. Finally, a couple things on the website has been updated as well. So if you go to DemetriWild.com, I now have merch. So I have a couple of mugs so you can spill your own tea. I also have a t-shirt as well. Pick one up. I would love to have uh, all the support I can get. 
So thank you again for everyone for joining me here on Moan. I would love uh, Noob, Subby, Remy, D, we've got a bunch of people. Femdom, hey, hey. Cuck me up, XS, private user. Thank you guys for joining me. Without any further ado, let's jump into the, the hot headlines this week, shall we? Um, this, the next two, I will say, the next couple, uh, <laughs> the next couple stories here do come with a trigger warning. These are a little bit of extreme stories, so just bear in mind, um, this is a little bit of a, um, uh, a, I'll just get into it, trigger warning. A week-long search for an Oregon, uh, in Oregon for a suspect who had kidnapped and beat a woman unconsciously and used dating apps while on the run to potentially target more victims has ended. Benjamin Obadiah Foster was wanted in connection with a January 24th kidnapping, and the manhunt culminated with the suspect in custody after a long standoff. It ended with the suspect dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police said that in the days Foster was at large, he, was, he had been using online dating apps to contact individuals to assist him with his escape or, quote, potentially as additional victims. Pretty scary. There is one victim who remained in critical condition at the, at the time of this uh, post, but Foster was able to make a dating profile despite having a domestic violence case in 2017 and another in 2019 in which he held his then-girlfriend captive for two weeks in her Las Vegas apartment, tied her up, and forced her to eat lye. Yikes. Well, it's possible that uh, Foster may have used a false name and that the photos that do not belong to him, dating apps generally do not have a standard way of screening for domestic violence or a felony history. Pretty scary. Um, I just wanted to, I think it's just a really important topic to talk about, especially if you guys are on any dating apps, just be aware of who you're talking to. Um, just try to try to get as much information from people as possible. Try to vet people. Pretty scary. Um, and again, I think that's something that definitely needs to be changed, especially in this day and age where anyone can make a, an online dating profile. So next one, another slight trigger warning here. Um, a girl has disappeared at a Mavericks game. So nine months ago, a North Texas girl was sex trafficked after disappearing from a Mavericks game. Now Dallas police say they have made an arrest. The only evidence was a, was a grainy surveillance video which showed three men who all appeared to be involved in the abduction. The victim told her parents that the man in, yellow, in a yellow sweater struck up a conversation with the 15-year-old and she walked as she walked into the bathroom. Detectives eventually identified the man as, in yellow as 33-year-old Emmanuel Cartagena. He's charged with sexual abuse, a sexual assault of a child. The girl told her parents that she was lured into a parking garage where she was raped before being driven away. She wouldn't be found for 10 days. Her parents, with the help of a private investigator, tra tracked her to a hotel in Oklahoma City where she was being drugged repeatedly and was being sex trafficked. None of the Dallas suspects were there, but Oklahoma City PD did make three arrests. Two of the Oklahoma suspects have pled guilty and are serving prison sentences now, while the third is awaiting trial. The Morrises say Dallas PD refused to take their report until October, six months after the incident. DPD said it did not take the report because of the statute that says missing children ages 13 to 17 are considered runaways and reports should be filed in the city where the teen resides. In December, Crime Stoppers released the surveillance images. Now that Cartagena is behind bars, the Morrises hope more answers are on the way. Um, I'm a bit of a... a, a I, I, I really enjoy true crime. 
and this is a huge thing that happens when children go missing is that they have a weird statute that says that um children are labeled as runaways for some reason and i'm not sure why because like they were literally with their parents so it's just pretty weird i think that's something that needs to be changed as well sex crime news exactly this is like sex news exactly this is exactly sex news <laughs> it's called hot headlines thank you <laughs> and a massive payout for that family exactly yeah it's um it's definitely pretty pretty weird that they have these statues still in place. I think that's kind of a hangover from the 80s as much as I, I remember a lot of the times like children going missing or labeled as runaways from the 80s. More often than not, teens are runaways. Not, well, more often than not, yes. But again, I'm not sure if the statistics myself, but even still, I think there needs to be something that needs to be changed with that because six months between this person th this child went missing and that's they wouldn't allow it for six months that's that's just crazy that's a, too long um anyways next one up if you guys have any more thoughts let me know in the comments oh yeah please uh i'll share some of the data from our missing children's class yeah please do um, just send it to me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm not going to post my email. Uh, Satanic Temple Abortion Clinic. So the Satanic Temple is opening a health clinic in New Mexico to provide free religious abortions. They will name this facility the Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic in mockery of Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, who authored the opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. TSD Health, the new medical services arm of the non-theistic religious organization, will provide telehealth screenings and appointments to provide abortion pills to patients. These services will be provided free of charge as part of the Satanic Temple's, quote, abortion ritual, though patients will still pay for the medications from the pharmacy, which typically cost around $90. That's $90, sorry. The New Mexico facility will be operated by licensed medical staff and will make its services available to state residents who are at least 17 years old, up to 11 weeks pregnant, and medically eligible for an abortion. In 1950, Samuel Alito's mother did not, quote, in 1950, Samuel Alito's mother did not have options and look what happened, said Malcolm Jerry, a co-founder of the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple was co-founded by Malcolm Jerry and Lucian Graves a decade ago to be a Satanic faith organization that would meet the requirements to receive government benefits and privileges as a religious organization, but without belief in a deity. Its stated mission is to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake notable, noble pursuits. Sign me up. $90 is an affordable abortion, exactly. So if you guys are in New Mexico, uh, that is where you can get a safe legal abortion. Um, all right, last one here. This is a little bit fun. Uh, have you guys heard of figging? Do you guys know what figging is? Figging like the fruit. Um, okay, well, there's apparently a new sensory play practice that is taking the BDSM world by storm. It's the one that involves something you may already have in your kitchen. Figging is a practice of inserting a peeled ginger root, the same kind you might find in your kitchen, into a partner's rectum. Those who love it, love the delightful slash painful burning sensation that it causes. It's a completely natural, organic kink. 
It's relatively safe and produces sensations you can't get any other way. It is weird and for the most part novel, which has led to its popularity among those in the scene. You take a whole piece of, here's how you do it. You take a whole piece of ginger root, cut away all but one finger so that it resembles a small nub that looks similar to a butt plug, leaving enough skin on one side for just a handle. Give it a rinse to wash any debris to make it slimy. Uh, no lube is required. The sensation takes about five to 10 minutes to kick in, but gets more intense the longer it is left in. Things to remember, leave the big handle of the ginger at the base of any figging tool. Don't make the finger too narrow or it could snap and keep hold of a handle of your figging tool while it is in, in use. <laughs> what do you guys think about figging? I, I'm a little curious, <laughs> maybe not for myself, but like I might be interested in trying it on somebody. <laughs> Fresh ginger burns, ginger up the butt. Yep. <laughs> well, that is all the news stories I have for you guys here. Garden fresh as hell. Grocery store is more mild. Someone is in the know. <laughs> Thanks, Cuck. I'd do it and definitely would make others do it. For sure. All right. That is all the news stories I have for you guys. The next thing I have, and I would love to have a volunteer. I have a horror story hot seat. If you guys have a hookup horror story, a sex or dating story that something just went wrong. Something just went terribly, terribly wrong. I would love to hear from you. Raise your little hand. Tommy says, I would I would want to lose it inside the, and it couldn't stop the burn. <laughs> yeah, the longer you leave it in, the, the more intense it gets apparently, but it takes a long time to kick in apparently. Anybody got a hookup horror story? Anybody got a got a horror story at all? I wouldn't want to lose it, yeah. If you want to talk about figging, if you want to talk about any of these stories as well, you're welcome to come up. All right, well, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, keep trucking along. I Instead of the horror story hot seat, if you guys change your mind, come on up. I'd love to hear from you. I got a couple Reddit, Reddit threads here that we can all just react to. Um, so... <laughs> This was kind of funny. This person was apparently offered sex and denied it, and now they regret it. So backstory, 24 female was at a work party when my colleague, 22 male, flirted with me the entire night. After the party, we went to a bar, danced, talked, and cuddled on the couch. Around 3 a.m., he asked me to crash at his place, implying that he wanted to have sex. I said no, and I told him I was expected to be home. In reality, I was just afraid of the consequences resulting in a one-night stand with a younger colleague. Not that much younger. Two years. And I'm not particularly interested in forming a relationship with him. I'm severely regretting my decision because he's really hot and I'm completely infatuated. Now, during work, I look over at his desk expecting him to approach me like he did at the work party, but he never does. How do I progress with this and have or have I lost my shot? What do you guys think? Have you guys ever been in a situation like this where maybe somebody at work, I kind of have the rule where like I don't shit where I eat. <laughs> so like I don't really try to hook up with anybody that I work with. Um, but there are times that I like, I flirted a lot with people and things have gotten a little, not, not like super handsy or whatever, but I always did kind of like 
had that thought in the back of my mind, like what could have happened that night, you know? Have you guys ever thought, had this happen? Do you guys think that there's any way that this person can <laughs> do it again or like invite them back out? I think I would just invite them back out myself. Like just, hey, let's go get a drink somewhere and try to <laughs> reinitiate that immediate uh, attraction. Good rule. I dated a coworker once and it didn't work out. Yeah, I, I'm of the practice where I just don't really like to go there with people that I work with. I'll flirt. Yeah, I'll flirt no problem. Don't shit where you eat. <laughs> that's my rule. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my fear. They'll make it, they'll make it weird. They'll make it just terrible to work there. Well, I've got a couple other ones here for you guys. So, this person, my husband watches gay porn. <laughs> my 26 female husband, 25 male, masturbates a lot. I thought, I thought an active sex life should reduce masturbation, but I guess not. He never does it in front of me. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, other times it's an hour. <laughs> How long? An hour? Recently, though, I became curious in what he was getting off to, and I wanted to see if the girls were similar to me, or if it was a specific act, or etc. It was all gay porn. Not a single woman in his porn history. I was shocked and upset. Pause here for just a second. Rookie mistake. Delete your search history. Come on. <laughs> what are we still doing? Or go to incognito. What are you... What the hell? I confronted him uh, with it and asked why he was watching gay porn and he immediately got upset. Why the hell does this matter? It's my fucking business and I don't look at my search history and refuse to talk about it further. Any advice? I don't know what to do. Um, well, number one, we don't shame anybody for watching what they're into. Especially, it, it is just a little problematic to hide things from your partner. So like if you are interested in something, maybe you shouldn't be... Um, hiding it from them but maybe he has a sense of shame about it again there's a lot of things that come with being gay that are you know same sex attraction that is um you know taboo or shameful delete history and password on the computer exactly if you don't want people to if you don't want your partner to find out delete it not advocating for keeping secrets though but <laughs> But again, um, yeah, I, I think she was doing the right thing um, for the most part. I'm not sure how she approached the subject, but like there's definitely something to be said about the approach and how to talk to your partner about these types of things. And um, and again, he probably just has, you know, some deep seated shameful feelings about what what he's into. So unfortunately, it just didn't end very well. Yeah, they need communication for sure. Um, but yeah, I think if you just approach it by saying like, hey, um, I noticed you were watching gay porn. Is that something you're normally into? Um, I would like to know, being your wife, <laughs> you know? So again, just like approaching the subject in a calm, polite way, an open way. All right, the last thing that I have here for you guys, um, 
is I have a game of red flags. If you guys want to play red flags, raise your little hand. I'll explain how to play the game. Come on up to the to the screen, or if you don't want to play up here, um, then um, just go ahead and sound off in the comments if it's a red flag for you or not. Okay, here's how to play the game. Uh, I'm gonna give you a situation with a partner. It could be a sexual partner, it could be a dating partner. If you, uh, if, and if you, uh, whatever the situation is, just tell me if it's a red flag or a green flag and why. So that's all you gotta know to how to play the game. Let's jump in. The first thing is they can get you into literally anywhere, but they are celibate. Red flag or no. I think, <laughs> I think I might be able to entertain this for a while myself. I think it's, um, <laughs> I would need something eventually, <laughs> but if they can get you in anywhere, that's kind of a big, kind of a big draw. Like, hey, let's go to like this, like very exclusive party or like, <laughs> let's go somewhere crazy. Is this a red flag for you guys or no? They can get you into anywhere, but they are celibate. <laughs> Not a red flag for you, Subby. Oh, Tommy says, I'm bi and watch gay porn sometimes. I told my wife before we were married. No, now it's don't ask, don't tell. Huh. Yeah. To each their own. At least you guys told talked about it. That's great. Anybody else? Red flag, Lady, D, Tommy, Rolf, XS. Anybody here? <laughs> you guys are quiet today. Red flag. Yes, Tommy. All right. Next one. They just got out of prison and they won't tell you why. Personally, this is a green flag for me. <laughs> I have a weird fascination with people that are in prison <laughs> especially if they have face tattoos i'm oh, man that's kind of my thing green flag <laughs> subby says red flag i um there was this guy that used to walk into my walk into my work uh a long time ago and he had face tattoos he was tall he was like muscular um, <laughs> but you come into work all the time and I used to call him prison bay because <laughs> he looked like he was like fresh out of prison, but like, ugh, he was so hot. Face tattoos are a red flag. No. Face tattoos are hot. <laughs> all right. Um, next one, they ride a Segway. They ride a Segway. This might be a red flag for me. I think red Segways are weird. Nothing wrong with tattoos, but I feel like we should be honest with each other. Yeah, exactly. No flag. All right. They slept with one of your parents. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> Do people still have Segways? I saw a guy in LA not that long ago riding a Segway. Not that long ago. Yeah. 
Even if it's the parent that, like, I don't talk to, <laughs> it's still the fact that, like, oh, okay. No. Yeah. It's a red flag. All right, last one. They're in a band called Genocide Warts. <laughs> I dated a guy in a metal band before, so this, this might be a green flag for me. Red flag to the parents. Green flag, green flag. Yeah, musicians are hot. You can't, you can't go wrong there. Even if it had a weird name. Well, you guys, a couple people just showed up, but <laughs> this is literally the end. I'll go one more time. If you guys have a hookup horror story, I am allowing a hot seat. So if you guys would like to come up here and share the new people that just walked in, I don't have to end it right now. But if you guys, this is up to you. This is all in your hands. Do not end it here. Raise your little hand. Come up here and share a sex or dating horror story. I would love to hear it. Please, Marcus, Jim, Tommy, D, Subby, XS. XSD, I haven't heard anything from you guys. Metal bands need crazy names. Yes, they do. <laughs> horror story hot seat. Do you guys have a, a, a success story even? I'd love to hear a success story. I think people are just shy today. <laughs> All right. Well, if, thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate everybody for being here. Oh, I see. Couple horror stories, but I'm new on here. Not sure if I should share. Well, this is a safe space. Again, I completely understand this is a recorded podcast, so it will be out there, so you don't have to obviously share. But thank you for joining me in the comments, Tommy. Thank you guys you um, for joining me anyways. I loved having you here. Um, yeah, this will be out on Friday. And um, yeah, just check out my podcast, Hook Up Horror Stories. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out everywhere else. Um, I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a comment and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help out the show. Check out the episode description for my guest social media links and for more information on me, to read my blogs, The Deviant Diaries, or A Deviant's Guide to Sex, or information about tarot readings, please visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional.